This is the Alphabet Baseball Coalition, a product of Unnecessary Sports Research. You're listening to Episode 2, Part 1 of the Preseason Preview. Today's Earth Date is July 24, 2021. The game date is March 23. From Studio 1A in Henry Chadwick Plaza, I'm Tony Miller. With seven days to go until the inaugural regular season kicks off here in the Alphabet Baseball Coalition, it's time to take a look at our 22 teams. In our trailer, I said we had some business to take care of before that would happen, like building a schedule and figuring out how the playoffs were going to work. I'm happy to report that, like Bachman Turner Overdrive, we've accomplished those goals and taken care of business, but the season has to start on a Friday to make things come out right in the end, so we've got some time on our hands before the first official pitch. What else is new? If you're new to the ABC, and I guess we all are, we've divvied up the 20,000 or so players in the American National and Federal Leagues based on the first letters of their last names. Most letters have their own teams, but the four least common letters, X, Q, I, and U, got combined into one team, and Y and Z, which are the fifth and sixth least common letters, share another. That's how we get to 22 teams, because of course it's hard to do a league with an odd number. Each team has 26 players, which was an unintentional homage to the alphabet. Those represent the highest single season wins above replacement values that fit into a team when you look at each player's position. And each team has a city and home stadium, so if I talk about the Atlanta Aces, can you figure out what letter they represent? Good. In some other league business... In some other league business, we split the league up into four divisions, two of them with six teams and two of them with five, because this seemed to be easier to build a schedule for than having 11 teams in each of two divisions. Every letter will play at least six games against every other letter, regardless of what division they're in, and the teams in each division will play more like 14 to 16 games against one another to balance out the schedule to the familiar value of 162 games. Shout out to Out of the Park Forum user Dusty Elbows for putting that together. I'll keep describing the schedule below, but as always, you can check it out for yourself on our website at alphabetbaseball.com. If this were a real-life league, you'd have at least 12 hours of baseball a day, because this is the sort of thing that's important to roughly me and no one else. Because I went through and made sure that we have every day have a game at 1pm, 4pm, 7pm, and 10pm Eastern Time. That's sort of moot, since the updates will come at the rate of one podcast a day, but like I said, it made me feel better, so we went with it. Because the teams represent letters rather than geographic markets per se, I paid absolutely no attention to geography in putting together schedules and divisions, so which team was which was pretty much drawn out of a hat. Our Alpha Division has, in alphabetical order, Indianapolis, New York, Oakland, Raleigh, San Diego, and Washington, D.C. The Beta Division is Atlanta, Boston, Glendale, Los Angeles, Montreal, and Toronto, while the Delta Division has Edmonton slash El Paso, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Yonkers, and wrapping up the divisions is the Gamma Division, Chicago, Dallas, Fresno, Houston, and Vancouver. One more league thing before we get down to the part of the show that will feel like reading the phone book, and that is that to fill the space before the season starts, we'll spend four nights, Monday through Thursday nights, episodes four through seven, playing for the Alexander Cartwright Trophy in the preseason. If you're familiar with something like the FA Cup or the US Open Cup in soccer, it's kind of the same thing. You take the teams, draw them into the bracket, play the games, and lift kind of a secondary trophy that means something but isn't nearly as cool as winning the actual league itself. It's all made up, so the points don't matter, the stats won't count, and pitcher usage won't carry into the regular season. But the Cartwright Trophy preseason tournament is coming up Monday through Thursday nights this week here on the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. 
Now then, we're going to dip into our preseason preview and take a look at each team's roster and schedule in the Alpha and Beta divisions, which are the two that have six teams. There's not really an intrinsic difference between the divisions. If you'd like to look at it this way, this is also the part of the show where we make sure that every one of the 572 names gets read at least once over the course of this podcast, and I show off that my knowledge of player names is pretty good, but not perfect. So we're going to scroll up to the Alpha Division and start things off alphabetically with the Indianapolis Unicorns, which is, again, a case where Indianapolis and Unicorn start with different letters because I and U are two of the four letters that are represented on this team, or really three because there's never been a Major League player whose last name starts with an X. The Indianapolis section represents 790 batting seasons in the Baseball Reference Play Index on StatHead. I just took the number from the batter's side of the equation because I figure that letters of the alphabet don't really discriminate. Somebody with a given last name can just as easily be a pitcher as they are a hitter, so one side or the other ought to be pretty well proportional, and that still gives us a value of how common the letters are relative to one another without looking everything up for both pitchers and hitters and adding them together. The Unicorns are going to play at U.S. Cellular Field in Indianapolis. Again, we dragged the stadium over from Chicago because we can do that sort of thing on a hypothetical podcast. Frank Quillacy is their manager for purposes of whatever purposes someone cares about that for. Their pitching rotation starts with George Ewell from 1926 and is fo- follows that up with Jack Quinn from 1914 before three far more recent uh, options are... Yeah, I think 1967 qualifies as far more recent than 1926. Mel Queen in 1967 is their fifth starter, along with Hisashi Iwakuma and Kose Quintana. Their bullpen is Jason Isringhausen, Tom Underwood, Dutch Ulrich, Dan Quisenberry, Paul Quantrill, Ugeth Urbina, and Koji Uehara. Behind the plate, Chris Iannetta and Jamie Quirk handle the catching duties. I'm a little bit surprised that both catchers are people I've actually heard of, because usually the second catcher was the last position on the team to get filled. And that was very much true in this case, but Quirk has stuck around Major League Baseball in coaching roles long after his playing career wrapped up in the 80s. Around the infield, we've got Juan Uribe at third, along with Brandon Inge, Billy Urbanski and Dan Ugla up the middle, as well as Chase Utley and Willie Upshaw will handle the bulk of the first base duties. Their outfield includes Monty Irvin, Melvin Upton, Ender Inciarte, Carlos Quintin, Justin Upton, and Raul Abanez. The Unicorns will open their season with a home series against Edmonton slash El Paso. I tried a version of this podcast where I read through their entire schedule and it got really long and it wasn't a whole lot of fun for me to put together. I can't imagine you would have enjoyed listening to it very much. So again, you can go to alphabetbaseball.com and check out all of these teams' schedules for yourself. As we move along through the Alpha Division, though, after Indianapolis, we move over to New York on the alphabetical order list as the Nighthawks will spend their season playing, obviously, in the nation's largest market, but they'll play their home games at Nationals Park under the direction of Jerry Naren. There are 1,613 batter seasons, starting with N, in the Stathead Play Index. Taking a look at their lineup, they'll have Mike Napoli and Matt Noakes behind the plate, a, uh, an infield of Phil Nevin, Dave Nilsson, Charlie Neal, Simon Nichols from 1907, Greg Nettles, Tim Nering, and Dave Nelson. Uh, in the outfield, Bill Nicholson, Bill North, Trot Nixon, Jim Northrup, and Brandon Nimmo. And I don't know why I started the Nighthawks with the hitting portion of their lineup, but their rotation includes Hal Neuhauser, Phil Necro, Don Newcomb, Aaron Nola, and Mike Norris, Joe Necro, and Gary Nolan in long relief. The middle relief options are Bobo Newsom, Denny Nagel, and Charles Nagy. Roger Nelson and Kid Nichols round out the bullpen 
for the Nighthawks. They will start their season again coming up this weekend with a trip to Chicago, but as we continue our trip through the Alpha Division, we're going to take things across the country and one letter over to the Oakland Owls, who you may be able to guess play their home games at the Oakland Coliseum. There aren't gobs of O's in the Stathead Play Index, 1,719 batter seasons, but there were a number of uh, either Hall of Famers or guys that could be in consideration for the Hall of Fame on this list. I was a little bit surprised by that depth. Also, I see uh, five of their 22 players have the classic O apostrophe, Irish last name, prefix, but we'll take a look at who they've got. Their starting rotation is Orville Overall from one year after the Cubs won the World Series in 1908, then Jim O'Toole from 1964, Al Orth from 1906, Roy Oswalt from 2002, and Billy O'Dell from 1958. Uh, the starting five for the Oakland Owls. Russ Ortiz, Fritz Ostermuller, Buck O'Brien, Joe Oshker, Bobby O'Hada, Claude Osteen, and Jim Owens round out the bullpen for Steve O'Neill, who he is a player manager and also the backup catcher for this team. He will share the catching duties with Bob O'Farrell from 1922. The two catcher seasons, incidentally, just two years apart for Oakland back at the very beginning of the live ball era. I guess 1920 is the last season of the dead ball era, but they're still three years apart, regardless of uh, exactly where one draws that line. Around the infield, John Olerud at first base uh, will share some time with Al Oliver and they list David Ortiz at first. We all know he was really a DH in 2007. Jose Offerman, Ray Ordonez, Jose Okendo, and Mel Ott round out the infield. I think of Ott primarily as an outfielder, but his best wins above replacement season was 1938, and in that year, he primarily played third. So that's where he is getting thrown into the computer for this simulation. In the outfield, Lefty O'Doul, Tony Oliva, Amos Otis, Maglio Ordonez, and Ben Oglevy for Oakland as we reach the midway point of the Alpha Division. And as we look at their preseason schedule, or their early season schedule, they will make the cross-country trip to Yonkers to open up with a cross-divisional game as we get the season started here coming up next weekend. Elsewhere in the Alpha Division, we take a trip, I guess, from Yonkers. It would just be down the eastern seaboard, but it is all the way over to Raleigh, North Carolina, which is a AAA market, home of the Durham Bulls, but we needed a city that started with R, so that's what you get. As uh, Wilbert Robinson will manage this team, which plays out of Riverfront Stadium, which is in, or was in Cincinnati, Ohio, before it was torn down in 2002. Uh, Raleigh, I think, is claimed by the Reds on the MLB blackout map, but woo, let's not open that can of worms. We're already ten and a half minutes into this podcast, and we are not close to stopping. Taking a look at their starting rotation... We've got Steve Rogers from 1982 on the one line, then Ed Rulebach's 1905 season, Robin Roberts, the Phillies pitcher from 53, not the Good Morning America anchor, Reb Russell from the 1913, I want to say, Cardinals, and Rick Russell rounds out the rotation from 1977. Rest of the bullpen is Jimmy Ring, Nap Rucker, Kenny Rogers, Eddie Rommel, Dave Roberts, not the Dodgers manager, this one's from 1971, Jose Rijo from the first of his two major league stints, and Nolan Ryan. Uh, they have actually pressed into the stopper role. We'll see how long that continues as we let the computer make some managerial decisions here over the course of the 162-game season. 
The two catchers are Ravon Rodriguez, which is about the least surprising result we're going to find here on today's episode. Also, the backup catcher is Muddy Rule from 1923, but when he's backing up Ivan Rodriguez, I do not expect we're going to say the name Muddy Rule a whole lot this season. Around the infield, we've got a couple of Hall of Famers in Jackie Robinson and Cal Ripken Jr. Also, uh, quite a glut of options on the left side. Scott Rowland, Alex Rodriguez, Brooks Robinson, and Al Rosen. Also, Anthony Rizzo makes the team at first base. Uh, he is the most recent season on the R roster. The outfield is, speaking of depth, Babe Ruth, Frank Robinson, Jim Rice, Tim Raines, and Pete Reiser. It's four Hall of Famers and somebody who's pretty dang famous himself from the Dodgers of the 1940s, specifically Reiser's 1941 season. The Raiders, as they are known, will start their season on Friday, March 29th against, uh, just like everybody else, as they host Philadelphia. As we continue through the Alpha Division, it's the San Diego Spartans who come up next in the alphabetical order, just one column over from the R's, and I'm thinking the S's are the second most common letter in the StatHead database. There are 8,368 seasons for, by a player whose last name starts with an S. They will play their home games at Sportsman's Park, which just beat out Scheib Park for that honor, and Casey Stengel will do the managing. On the pitching mound for the Spartans, uh, they will go with Mike Scott, Brett Saberhagen, Tom Seaver, Kurt Schilling, and Warren Spahn. When Brett Saberhagen is probably your fifth best starter, you've got some depth. Dave Steeb, Bob Shockey, Bobby Shantz, Urban Shocker, and Johnny Sane in middle release. Max Scherzer and Johan Santana. One of those is going to get are getting repurposed to relievers because there are a lot of good S options. Ted Simmons and Mike Shosha share the catching duties. Simmons will be a Hall of Famer here in a couple of weeks. Shosha has been around baseball long enough that he would be a candidate for the Lifetime Achievement Award if they had one. Uh, like I said, they'll have to figure out how to split the playing time at the S's, but not as bad as Philadelphia will. We'll have that coming up here later on in this preview section. The infield for the Spartans has George Schistler, Mike Schmidt, and Ron Sando at the corners, Ryan Sandberg at second, Stuffy Sternweiss, and Marcus Simeon up the middle. In the outfield, then they've actually got six outfielders because one of the 14 roster spots is designated for a utility player. Uh, Tris Speaker, Sammy Sosa, Lonnie Smith, Duke Snyder, Ichiro Suzuki, and George Stone. Stone, probably the least familiar name on that list by far, that's because he's from 1906. So those are the Spartans. They will start their season on Friday the 29th or Friday the 30th, July 30th, in what we're calling the Earth Date, when they travel to Kansas City. Rounding out the Alpha Division now, we will head over to Washington, D.C. It's the Washington on the East Coast, not the Washington on the West Coast. So, of course, we're probably going to throw an Oakland manager in there and Dick Williams and have to play their home games at Wrigley Field. I did not decide, I mean, I did decide these answers, but it was the most experienced manager whose last name started with W and the stadium with W that's hosted the most games. I didn't, you know, make the decisions on uh, how the Cubs got to play their home games at the stadium for a hundred years. The Wildcats starting rotation will have Smokey Joe Wood, Doc White, Rube Waddell, Brandon Webb, and Dontrell Willis. Then Bob Welch, Vic Willis, Hoyt Wilhelm, Bucky Walters, Early Win, Wilbur Wood will do a whole variety of things, and Ed Walsh rounds out the Wildcat bullpen. Rick Wilkins and Art Wilson uh, will do the catching. Wilkins from 93, Art Wilson from 1914. The infield is anchored by Hannes Wagner. They've got David Wright at third base, 
probably will go with Lou Whitaker and Lil White on the right side of the infield. Pete Ward and Bobby Wallace round out the infielding duties. Then in the outfield, you can go with Ted Williams, Dave Winfield, and Larry Walker probably getting the start. Maybe you throw Jim Wynn in there in center field. Ken Williams, not the White Sox GM, the one from 1922, also in the outfield along with Willie Wilson. And as we get ready to wrap up the Alpha Division, we will let you know that the Washington Wildcats open their season on, again, Friday of next week, July 30th on Earth, March 29th in the game when they start a series against Jacksonville, and they get the honor, since there's no team in Cincinnati in this game, of opening the season with a 1 o'clock first ball as they take on Jacksonville, again, in the Alpha Division. As we move over to the Beta Division, we'll start with the Atlanta Aces, who are first in the division because it's hard to get above the A in alphabetical order. The Aces will play at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium under manager Sparky Anderson, and they get to pick from among the 2,866 seasons in the StatHead database for the batters and a corresponding number for pitchers. Their rotation starts with Johnny Allen from... 1936, then Jake Arrieta's 2015 season, Pete Alexander's 1920, Kevin Apier's 1993, and Hank Aguirre's 1962. Doyle Alexander, Bronson Arroyo, Johnny Antonelli, Ivy Andrews, Babe Adams, Jim Abbott, and Ted Abernathy round out the bullpen. Uh, behind the plate, they've got Alex Avila's best year from 2011, Sandy Alomar Jr. from 1997 in the other catcher spot, their infield has another case of a guy who's I think of as an outfielder, but whose best season came at third base. That's Dick Allen's 1964, I think, with the Phillies. At second base, they've got Bobby Avila and Jose Altuve. Nolan Arenado, a little bit more modern at third base. In fact, Arenado's season is from 2019, which was the last year that we considered, because 2020 was a little bit of an outlier. The rest of their infield has Luke Appling at short, Felipe Alou at first, Jose Altuve at second, and Roberto Alomar at second. In the outfield, they've got Henry Aaron in center along with Richie Ashburn. Right field is Bob Allison's territory, and left field options include Moises Alou and Brady Anderson. The Aces will open their season again coming up this weekend on Friday with the first game with a trip to Boston, which is conveniently where we are going to go right now in the Beta Division. The Bulldogs play at Braves Field with Bruce Bochy at the helm. They've got 8,420 seasons in the StatHead database, and their starting rotation consists of Cy Blanton, Harry Burkeen, Ewell Blackwell, Mordecai Brown, and Kevin Brown. A couple of Browns in the starting rotation. Of course, I guess that gives us the answer to what can Brown do for you. The rest of the pitching staff has Larry Benton, Ernie Broglio, Britt Burns, Jim Bagme, Jim Bunning, Vida Blue, and Burt Blylevin. Then Johnny Bench and Yogi Berra give it, I would say, the second strongest catching core of any of the teams in the ABC. In the infield, they've got three options at third base, which I suppose is fitting for third base. George Brett, Frank Baker, and Adrian Beltre from 1980... Uh, Frank Baker is 1912, and Adrian Beltre is 2004, rounding out the hot corner. They've got Craig Biggio and Lou Boudreau at second base options, Jeff Bagwell at first, and Ernie Banks, who also played some first base at shortstop. In the outfield for the Bulldogs, again, these are simply the seasons at face value. We're, we're not trying to make any value judgments about what was... Uh, good or not so good about them, and of course that's a lead into Barry Bonds, whose 2004 stands as one of the, sorry, whose 2001 
stands as one of the most offensively dominant seasons ever. He is in left field, Carlos Beltran's in center, Mookie Betts in right, Jose Bautista in right, Cody Bellinger in right. Of course, they can only play three of them at once, four if one of them is DH, but that is the outfield for Boston. The Bulldogs will start their season on Friday, and if Atlanta starts the year in Boston, you can guess that Boston starts its season playing Atlanta. That'll be coming up when we get the regular season on the road. Get the show on the road again Friday, July the 30th, Friday, March 29th on the schedule. You remember the part earlier where I talked about how these divisions make no sense geographically because we pretty much drew the names out of a hat? Yeah, that'll be the case here in the Beta Division as our next two teams go from the I-95 and I-85 corridors over to the West Coast in Glendale and Los Angeles. But the Glendale Giants will play at Griffith Stadium, and so, somewhat appropriately, Clark Griffith gets to manage the team. There are 4,921 batting seasons in the Stathead Baseball Reference Index, and they start things off with Dwight Gooden, Zach Greinke, Lefty Gomez, Ron Kidry, and Bob Gibson in the starting rotation. I'm not sure which one of them is the number five. Those are all fairly decent options, but of course, they'll have the chance to hit the ball too, and, well, who knows where that'll end up. When your bullpen includes folks like Tom Glavin and Lefty Grove, you, you know you've got some depth to deal with. Also, Mark Gubiza, Ned Garver, Veen Gregg, Rich Gossage, and Burley Grimes round out the rotation for the Giants. Behind the plate, a little bit less depth there. It's 1985 Rich Gedman and 1909 George Gibson. But in the infield, when you've got Lou Gehrig and Charlie Gehringer on the right side of your infield, a couple of Hall of Famers, plus Bobby Gritch, who's got an argument, you're in pretty good shape. Nomar Garcia-Para figures to get the lion's share of the workload at short. Troy Glaus, Jason Giambi, and Paul Goldschmidt round out the infield for Glendale. In the outfield, we've got Carlos Gomez, Curtis Granderson, and Bernard Gilkey, none of whom are bad, but none of whom really measure up to Tony Gwynn and Ken Griffey Jr. So between Griffey, Gwynn, Gehrig, Geringer, and maybe Jason Giambi in the DH spot, I would say that the Giants have about as good uh, left-handed hitting options as any team we're going to see in the ABC this season. Glendale will start off its season coming up on Friday night when it travels to Vancouver. Geographically, you know, that would make some sense. They'd both be in the West, but geography really wasn't considered here. So that is an interdivisional game as we come to the midpoint of the Beta Division preview. We take a trip down Interstate 10 for the fourth team in the Beta Division and find ourselves at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, the home of the Los Angeles Lions. Unfortunately, they're not managed by Tommy Lasorda because Tony LaRussa has more games under his belt as a Major League Manager. The Lions encompass 4,190 seasons in the Stathead database. Behind the plate, they've got Javi Lopez and Jonathan Lucroy, but we'll get to their offensive production in just a moment because we've conventionally been starting with the pitchers here in our ABC season preview. It's Dolph Luque from 1923 getting the first ball in the season opener, followed by Dutch Leonard's 1914 and Thornton Lee's 1941. A couple of numerical anagrams there as we move through the starting rotation. Tim Lincecum, Derek Lowe, and Bill Lee from 1938 also in the mix for some starting opportunities there. Mark Langston in relief from 1993. Then we hand things over to Mickey Lolich, Ted Lyons, Lance Lynn, and Esteban Loiza to round out the starting lineup. 
Behind the plate, we already talked about Lopez and Lucroy. In the infield, Derek Lee from 2005, who kind of gets lost because his best years came right after the 2001 and 2003 Cubs that got famous mostly for something that happened uh, slightly outside the friendly confines of Wrigley Field, at least the playing area. Uh, anyway, Lee's 2005 season gets the first base nod for the Lions. Tony Lazeri off the, that's got to be 27, right? Wrong. It's the 29 Yankees. Anyway, he is at second, but even there, he'll probably yield to Napoleon LaJoy from 1906, because, you know, he's kind of a Hall of Famer. Freddie Lindstrom, Francisco Lindor, Evan Longoria, and Barry Larkin from the Hall of Fame in a couple of those cases round out the infield for L.A. In the outfield, they've got some center field options. Kenny Lofton's got the speed. Ray Lankford's got the bat. Ryan Ludwig snuck in there somehow. Uh, Fred Lynn in left and Harry Lumley in right round out the outfield for L.A. So we've got four down and two to go in the beta division. That's ten teams down and two to go on today's episode of this podcast that got way longer than I intended. We will head back across the country and, in fact, out of the country for the team that has the most depth of any in the ABC because it's the most common first letter of a surname in Major League history. The Montreal Mustangs play at Memorial Stadium in from Baltimore. They are managed by Connie Mack, who would know a thing or two about managing in the Major Leagues. And it's my home team, but, I mean, the computer doesn't know that, so they will be treated just the same as everybody else. Talk about some starting pitching depth. They've got Pedro Martinez, Greg Maddox, Juan Marichal, Mike Mussina, and Denny McLean, and a couple of those are actually coming out of the bullpen because they've also got folks like John Matlack from 1974 and George McQuillan from uh, 1908. Raise your hand if you thought we were going to talk about George McQuillan today. Put your hand down, I think you're lying. You've also got Joe McGinnity, uh, Iron Man Joe McGinnity from 1903, Mike Miner from 2019, which I would not have guessed shows up, Big Six Christy Mathewson, Sudden Sam McDowell from, I think, 1970 in the rotation, and Jim Maloney from the year he threw the no-hitter in 1965, coming up out of the bullpen for Montreal. Behind the plate, a couple of fairly decent options as well, Joe Maurer and Yadier Molina. Around the infield, Eddie Matthews at third, Dennis Menke from the 1964 Milwaukee Braves at short. That's even more out there than uh, George McQuillan. Joe Morgan at second, Willie McCovey at first. Off the bench in the infield, Ketel Marte and Manny Machado. Then we head out to the outfield, and you've only got Stan Musial, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Joe Medwick, Bobby Mercer, and Willie McGee. I would not want to have to try to crack that lineup. Thankfully, I don't have to, because, well, by this point in my life, if I were going to make the major leagues, it would have happened by now, right? So Montreal opens its season at Fresno in a cross-continent road trip, and we will head over to, I think it's done the 402 in Canada, to the last team we'll take a look at on episode one of the two-part season preview. That's the Toronto Tigers, who will play their home games in the largest city in Canada, but do it at a stadium we imported from just across the river from Windsor, Tiger Stadium, with Joe Torrey as the player manager. You can probably guess who the starting catcher for the Tigers is, but he'll be taking the ball from Lefty Tyler, Fred Tony, Dizzy Trout, Jack Taylor, and John Tudor. Wayne Twitchell's a relief option, so too is Kevin Tappany. Justin Thompson from 1997, which I can't say is a name I remember, even though it wasn't that long ago. Tommy Thomas from 1927 sounds a little bit like a name someone made up. You've also got Virgil Trucks, Louis Tiant, and Frank Tanana as bullpen options. After Torrey and Gene Tennis, who Ron Luciano said was the closest he ever got to playing tennis, was having a conversation with 
Gene. The infield includes Jim Tomei at the hot corner from before he went into full-on DH mode, Alan Trammell and Terry Turner, Turner from 1906, at the Keystone position. The Keystone sack, on the other hand, is Robbie Thompson's 1993 season. Then at first base, we've got Frank Thomas, that's the big hurt, not the one from the 60s, and Bill Terry, who is from the early 30s when he was doing his damage for the Giants at the Polo Grounds. In the outfield, it should surprise none of you to learn that Mike Trout is the most recent player on this team from 2016. He'll take up the ball in right field, joined by John Titus from 1905. Tom Tresh off the Yankees of 1966 is in left. The center field options are... See. Center field options are Bobby Tolan from 1970 and Roy Thomas from 1903 as we round out the beta division with the Toronto Tigers. Those are the 12 teams in the Alpha and Beta divisions. Coming up on Sunday night, we will take a look around the Delta and the Gamma before we head into the Cartwright Memorial Trophy on Monday evening and we get the Alphabet Baseball Coalition's inaugural regular season underway on Friday, July 30th. That's the way things are today, Earth Date July 24th, 2021, and Game Date March 23. The Alphabet Baseball Coalition is a production of UnnecessarySportsResearch.com, played out in Out of the Park Baseball 22, which is licensed by Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association. Our theme music is from Pixabay by Johnny Asutis, Dylan Darby, and Charles Michel. For the Alphabet Baseball Coalition, I'm Tony Miller saying thanks for listening. Until next time, good night, good luck, and don't scissors. <laughs>